Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm extremely excited for this week's episode with the one and only Dr. G, Christian Gonzalez. I had Dr. G on a couple of months back, and it was an extraordinarily popular episode. We talked a lot about environmental toxicity and optimizing your health. And given how much feedback I got from last week's newsletter on what's going on with the coronavirus currently, I thought it would be appropriate to get an authority on to share, as many of us are kind of mired in mixed information and concerns for ourselves, for our loved ones. I really wanted to um, be of service to the community by getting on a really respected functional medicine doctor that could uh, help us um, kind of create signal through the noise and really understand what kind of supplements, what kind of nutritional, you know, um, bolstering we can do, what kind of behaviors we should be thinking about as we navigate through this brave new world uh, marked by uh, coronavirus and how we can really think about our own immunity. Of course, none of this uh, should be taken uh, as, you know, gospel. Definitely consult with your physician. Uh, I am not a doctor, and, uh, you know, you obviously need to uh, take all these things into um, concern with your physician. That said, I think it's really helpful to talk to one of the foremost physicians out there and find out what they're doing, because I think all of us can apply those insights in our own lives. So it's my great pleasure to bring you Dr. G., Um, I also want to thank everyone who's taken the time to go ahead and leave a rating review on the show. Um, As you've noticed, I'm basically up to two episodes a week with a vision of bringing you as much value as possible. I also want to thank those who have subscribed to the newsletter over at peakmind.org. We've got tens of thousands of people on there, and um, your feedback has meant the world to me. And the vision with both the podcast and the newsletter is really to bring you as much uh, valuable information as possible and to build this community. So thanks again for uh, leaving a review. This week, I want to shout out Lifecycle. I'm using their mushroom tonics right now uh, as part of my supplementation protocol. And I love uh, the lion's mane for the cognitive benefits. But at the moment, I'm really digging on their chaga with cockadoo plum, which is a plum that's native to Australia and super potent and high in vitamin C, which, as you know, is great for your immunity. So I've been really loving their product at the moment, and we've actually uh, exceeded the terms of our agreement, but I, given the the context of um, the challenge and how much I believe in their product, I just wanted to give them a shout-out because I think it could be really beneficial to you guys. if you're interested, you can definitely get a discount on any of their products at Lifecycle, L-I-F-E-C-Y-K-E-L.com. If you put in Peak Mind 20 at checkout, you get 20% off your order. Um, I'm, I'm personally doubling down on the, on the mushrooms. I feel like we have evolved with mushrooms. And if you listen to Paul Stamets or you can go back and listen to the episode I did with uh, the Lifecycle founder, Julian Mitchell, on the efficacy of different mushrooms, I just think that they have such profound benefits, especially as we kind of look to bolster immunity and remediate against toxicity. And so I'm a huge fan. So check them out, lifecycle.com. And without further ado, it's my great pleasure to introduce Dr. G. 
All right, my friends, I'm here with Dr. Christian Gonzalez, Dr. G, who we have had on the pod before, and it was an extraordinarily popular episode. And he's not only a, a very good friend of mine, but uh, an extraordinary authority when it comes to immunity. And he has helped me personally as I prepare myself through these uncertain times. Uh, obviously, when we're recording this, uh, we are in the midst of and, and frankly, probably at the beginning of the curve of the coronavirus uh, around the globe. And so um, I got a lot of feedback last week on the, on the newsletter I put out, uh, some tips that actually you had shared with me, and I got a lot of feedback. And so I wanted to have you on the show again, just because I think a lot of people, there's so much information out there, and people are confused about what, what of it is true, what, what holds water, and what they can do. And so, um, first of all, thanks for coming on the show, Dr. G. Thanks for having me, man. This is a two, two times in what? In the past three months or four months, this is a, yeah. this is an honor, this dude. Is an it's honor. Uh, it really is. It's unprecedented. I haven't done it before, but you know what? I was like, in this case, there's not that many people that I that I know and and trust. And so, you know, initially I reached out to you because, uh, quite frankly, which many folks know, I have a very sensitive situation in the fact that, uh, uh, you know, I have dear uh, my parents, whom I love dearly, who are, you know, uh, 80 plus, uh, who are also immunocompromised. So the highest risk group for this uh, disease. And, um, you know, I basically reached out to, to you and I said, you know, what what can one do? Obviously, there's behavioral protocols, but also like what what are some of the immunity protocols? And so maybe in you, you actually uh, gave me what you give to your, uh, some of your concierge clients. But uh, if you could share a little bit about the, for those listening, kind of how do you approach this period, which we, we, we don't know how long it's going to last, but how do you approach uh, boosting your immune system during these times? Because obviously that's critical no matter, no matter, no matter where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it, it's, important, it's important to highlight for people, especially from this side and liability, right? Mm. Saying that, you know, this is whatever I say on this podcast is not saying here, this is going to prevent coronavirus. It's going to treat coronavirus. It's going to cure coronavirus. Simply what I'm sharing is things that I do, things that I share with people like you and, and other friends and concierge clients in order so we can support our immune system, right? And and I think we forget how sensitive our immune system is. Literally, eating, eating a sugary meal is going to suppress our immune system. Mm-hmm. Literally, being stressed for an hour is going to suppress our immune system for hours, so it's a very sensitive, right? It's always, it's sort of like, um, it's it's moving with the curve. However we are, the immune system is. So we have to pay very close attention to those things, all right? So there are agents out there, which some of them are obvious, some of them you may have never heard of, that are really supportive to the immune system. So um, when this started happening, I, I went deep into the research. All right, what do we see? Do we see that this was tested on coronavirus. Well, coronavirus is an RNA virus. There's not many things that have been tested straight with this coronavirus that we see right, right now. But we do know that uh, it's an RNA virus, and a lot of these agents have been tested against RNA viruses uh, with some good success. Vitamin C is literally the most basic one that we think about, right? Oh, I'm getting sick. Let me get some vitamin C. The interesting thing is that our white blood cells are in high concentration with vitamin C, right? So they utilize it a ton, right? Especially when it's killing these these agents. 
the interesting part is, uh, and the way this uh, virus works, it um, it has non-structural proteins on it, and these non-structural proteins they add to the virulence of the of the virus. Well, one of these things that these non-structural proteins do it, it reduces something called interferons. So, let's say when if I'm a cell, and a virus latches on, and I'm infected, I'm an infected cell. My signals to my buddies out there is going to be in the form of an interferon going, hey, guys, red lights, alarms, alarm going off that I'm being infected. And then my buddies are going to come and either kill the virus or kill me. Right. And then it's done. The intelligence of this virus to replicate and live is that it reduces these interferons, which Mm -hmm. is pretty incredible. It's sort of like it has its own consciousness where it's like, okay, I'm going to live. And that's that's only one of the few tactics. Well, vitamin C helps the uh, immune system activate and helps the immune system move towards the infection. And then when it's killing the virus, there's a lot of something called oxidation, right? We, we take antioxidants to balance oxidation. Well, what happens is to reduce and quench that oxidation, vitamin C comes into play to protect those phagocytic cells, which is amazing, the cells that are gobbling them up. Um, so vitamin C not only works to support the immune system because it's concentrated in vitamin C, but it also helps protect the immune system when it's killing these bugs, which is pretty incredible. And this is just what they saw orally. But um, as we were talking about before, there's three IV vitamin C research studies going on in China right now, and they're using using IV vitamin C readily. Um, And one of the doctors, his name was Dr. Cheng, a uh, medical doctor uh, from America actually was saying that we need to open this discussion of vitamin C to be either as an adjunct or supportive for this virus, which is pretty incredible because we are seeing that it's actually able to kill and prevent viral replication. Hmm. We need more of that. And America, what, what, why, I don't know why we're not using it in every single hospital, prophylactically even. Yes. Yeah, and vitamin C, but it, the one thing I, uh, so vi- so IV obviously has the greatest efficacy. I know with liposomal vitamin C, which which is more accessible, for example, for the masses, something you can order online. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges with vitamin C is you do, uh, as I understand it, excrete it out uh, with relative frequency. So do you recommend taking it several times throughout the day if you don't have access to IV vitamin C? A hundred percent. And I will say something. If you are interested in getting IV vitamin C, you have to uh, get tested for G6PD mm. to make sure if you have the G6PD, uh, the, the, the issue in your blood with G6PD, then all, what's going to happen is you're going to have a major issue with IV vitamin C. It's going to make you really sick really fast. So every doctor who, who's giving you IV vitamin C needs to test your blood first for G6PD as, a, as an aside. So for oral vitamin C, what I say is you can take it always till uh, bowel tolerance, basically. So when you take too much vitamin C, you're going to be pooping a lot, right? <laughs> so start reducing from there. Usually that's around 3,000 um, 3, milligrams around there, right? Okay. Um, but uh, liposomal on the other side is being able to be – it's able to be absorbed much more. Uh, it's more bioavailable, right? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, so – um, it's more a little more expensive for folks, right? Um, the non-liposomal is pretty cheap, um, but I always would recommend not getting it from China, not because of Corona, but because of quality. Mm. So you want to get a really high quality uh, vitamin C. And I talk, uh, you know, I talk about brands and qualities throughout my podcast, so people can check that. But liposomal, I like. I, I have some over here with me. 
Yeah. What about the other thing that I've heard, and this is, uh, and we'll get more into stuff you can easily order online, but in terms of acute efficacy, another thing that I've read about is ozone therapy. And I don't know if you've done any research on that. Um, I saw I saw the first talk of it uh, with Dave Asprey, yeah. uh, and then I saw uh, it on Mark Hyman's sort of newsletter, Dr. Mark Hyman, mm-hmm. in terms of there has been... Uh, there have been some, I don't know if it's studies, so I don't want to say that uh, without knowing, but basically there has been some demonstrated efficacy both with uh, IV vitamin C as well as ozone in sort of yeah. antiviral efficacy. Can you yeah. talk about that? Yeah, 100%. So they, they do treat, uh, they, I've seen ozone help uh, folks with long-term Epstein-Barr virus mono that isn't that is just there for months and months and months on end. Those sort of those stubborn cases that we see as practitioners, um, those chronic, chronic infectious diseases. So um, when we were talking about it, at least a little bit online, um, we saw Dave Asprey using it. It can help. So basically what happens is uh, your blood, you have about, uh, I don't remember the exact amount that's removed, but it's removed and ozonated, right? And that ozonated blood is then put back into your system. But that ozonated blood causes low-level oxidation, right? Not overwhelming the system where there's DNA damage, but low-level, like a hormetic stress, as we talk about, like exercise, hormetic stress. That's a good stress to our body. Um, Well, that low-level oxidation is actually targeting viruses and other microbes in the body, which is pretty incredible. For me, I was a little skeptical. I did read some studies on it. And then I I, uh, interned with a doc back in school, and I saw the numbers, the viral load for Epstein-Barr virus significantly go down after three, four treatments. And I was like, whoa, this stuff is pretty incredible. Now, that's, that's intravenously. Put Breathing it, there's a high risk of lung fibrosis, lung, you know, so we have to make sure that we're not breathing in ozonated air. Um, yeah, and I know I, that from I, mold. When I, and you helped me in our, in our first episode, we talked about this uh, mold. I know one of the things environmentally speaking, not in terms mm-hmm. of personal personal administration, but that was the danger is, right, is uh, for a mm-hmm. period of time when I had my apartment remediated for mold, what they use is a commercial ozone machine mm-hmm. basically to starve uh, the mold of their food source, uh, their oxygen, et cetera. But you couldn't go into the apartment, not only when that was going off, but also for a period of time afterwards for that exact reason, like you could damage your lungs. So this is not a a, uh, self-administration biohacker uh, Mm. recommendation. This is definitely someone to be administered by a professional. But but there is, as I've understood it, uh, and I I read about this for the first time, I think, actually, interestingly enough, with uh, the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who, uh, you know, in, in his in his health journey, um, Ketis, uh, from you know heroin to to you know sort of he, he jokes about it. He, he used to try to score heroin. Now he's trying to score uh, farm raised salmon. But in his in his health go. in his health journey, he wound up using um, uh, uh, intravenous ozone uh, quite significantly, which. That was my first exposure to it. So I was curious when I saw it coming up around the viral load that, uh, that some people are, are, are recommending it. Yeah, I've seen it reduce viral load. And, and it was, for this particular patient, one of the only things that helped uh, them feel better. It, 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 it's just an interesting process. For me, I, um, I got it done I did, I, just to try it, right? I, I yeah. said, let me try it. Um, it. It's just interesting when you see uh, your blood move through 
build up, get ozonated, and then put back in your body. It's like, where are we with technology and medicine <laughs> in this world? You know, I'm like an old school guy. I'm like a nature cure guy. Yes. Sun, feet on the ground, right? Getting back to basics. But that's really like, that's on the on the side of more sophisticated. But yeah, um, with that said, there there are there is some data on it. I, there's some, I mean, I've seen it help people. So yeah, I don't know if it's for everyone, but certainly if you're really, really sick with an infection, it's, certain to, it's certainly something to consider. Well, let's get back to that uh, sort of back to nature, if you will, like the things that are accessible to each and every person that may be listening um, mm-hmm. as it relates to both behaviors um, as well as uh, sort of supplementation or nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, what's your sort of protocol uh, recommendation for uh, immune boost during, during these times? Yeah, so you, you know that I, 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 I flee it over here uh, to Palm Springs um, right on the border of, of Joshua Tree for, because of the stress. Yeah. I, knew, I knew that of the stress, what was going on in the media, going on in the medical industry, going on around friends, going on around family was getting to me, and I felt it. If you do not handle your stress, I don't care if you take the best liposomal vitamin C, the best vitamin A, the best glutathione – that that more than anything is going to be really, really determining how sick you're getting. So I knew for me, I had to get away, get into a nice place, have some sun, mm-hmm. have some grass, have some good nutrition as we were talking about out here. So I'm making sure that breakfast, lunch, dinner, I'm having variety of all different colors. Yesterday we had Swiss chard, peppers, uh, squash, kale, everything, all different colors, you know, because of the different pigments and the phytonutrients. And each, each one is adding a different thing for your immune system, which is amazing. But I'm making sure that I'm outside. So uh, the nice thing is that we also learned that uh, coronavirus is sensitive to heat, heat over about 135. Unfortunately, when I fleed out of LA, I left my IV sauna. It's still there. But I have a hot tub. Right, so I'm making sure that I'm raising my core body temperature as much as possible, sweating, inducing sort of fevers within myself to help. Um, this is just basic nature cure stuff, getting your feet on the ground. We know that grounding can actually stimulate the immune system, also increase antioxidants in the body. This is nature's own negative ions. This isn't hippie stuff. There's studies on this, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is really amazing stuff. Um, and then we have a cold pool, right? So we do contrast hydrotherapy to stimulate the immune system. So hot tub to cold pool, to cold pool to hot tub, ending in cold. Um, basic stuff and then some meditation, right? Some just relaxing, just getting my mind off of what's going on. Supplements, if you would have seen, I basically had a suitcase just for supplements when I came out here. And, and you and I are alike because we're always into the new <laughs> yes. supplements, learning what's the new thing for our immune system, for our liver, man. I mean, I have one, two, three, four. I have eight next to me. Just just they happen to be there. Mm-hmm. But the mother load is in the living room. Um, but I think something that we're not talking about and that we need to, especially for the older population, and this is when I uh, when I, I was reaching, researching a lot of what Dr. Ben Lynch who wrote Dirty Genes, a really amazing book, a brilliant naturopathic doctor. He was talking about the importance of vitamin A and glutathione when it came to lung health. Now, glutathione is an antioxidant, basically, a nutrient that's used by the liver. It's the master antioxidant, right? The master detoxifier in our liver. But we always think liver, but we never think that it's all throughout our body. Well, in our lungs, it's a very important protectant, as well as vitamin A and other fat-soluble vitamins. What I'm trying to say is, 
possibly why we're seeing, amongst other things that I've been thinking about, why the elderly population is more susceptible to this or those with comorbidities is because of reduction of vitamin A and fat-soluble vitamins and glutathione in the lungs. Because we see in animal studies and human studies that folks with lower amount of glutathione or increased risk or experiencing more pneumonia, which is essentially what's killing people who are infected mm-hmm. uh, or immunocompromised or those with comorbidities. So w- w- as soon as I read that, I got glutathione for me, my girlfriend, my dad, my brother, my brother's girlfriend. I sent it to everyone I knew. I sent one big order. If if glutathione on the internet is out of stock, it's probably because of me because I sent it to everyone I know. <laughs> What uh, is there a particular dosage or brand mm. or that you recommend as it relates to glutathione? Yeah, man. The, the, so I absolutely prefer the liposomal. Now, this is where liposomal plays a big role. Vitamin mm. C liposomal is awesome. Uh, you could still get a, a benefit, but I don't think that uh, glutathione that's not liposomal is really going to do much for the body. So I use the Quicksilver one, yep. uh, which is sort of like it's sort of like a syrupy type of glutathione right under the tongue. Um, I recommend folks from uh, two pumps under the tongue, hold it for 30 seconds, and then swallow. Uh, either w- doing that one time a day, or sometimes even if you're immunocompromised, two to three times a day. Um, just building up that, and and it will build up glutathione in your body. I've seen folks take glutathione for three months, uh, and we test before and after, and glutathione is elevated. So it it absolutely does get into the system. Uh, and the lungs, which is really important, reducing oxidative stress in the lungs. That's really important stuff for, so glutathione, vitamin A and fat soluble vitamins is something that no one's talking about, but should be. Well, let's talk about it. So when you, when you say fat soluble vitamins, what exactly do you mean? Do you have to be, are you, do you need to, cause I know the efficacy and bioavailability is critical. Um, is that something, and this is actually something I do not know, but like, is that mm-hmm. something you want to be consuming with healthy fats? Like, like if you were doing mm-hmm. like a bulletproof coffee or some mm-hmm. type of a healthy fat consumption, is that when you want to be taking those, those glutathione? Yeah. So vitamin A, D, E, and K, those are the fat soluble vitamins. Okay. Uh, and those are the ones that are going, that have been shown, particularly vitamin A. That's why I mentioned it before has been shown to reduce the risk of respiratory infections in general, overall, which is amazing stuff. But they also act as antioxidants in the lung to that oxidation of an infection because the character of this infection is to go deep into the bronchioles, deep into the lung tissue, and start start causing inflammation and infection. Well, these are things that are going to help reduce that oxidation in the body to negate that. So, yeah, this is why I say, like, uh, and, and they also activate the innate immunity, the ancient immune system, the first line of defense. Um, it, this is activated by these fat-soluble vitamins and glutathione. Wow. Okay. So just to reiterate that for those that are listening, um, so I've been taking D3 and K2. Um, I have not yet been taking A. It sounds like I definitely want to up the A and get mm-hmm. some lipo- lipothomal, uh, liposomal glutathione. Thion, yep. Um, those were the four you just mentioned. And consume those. Uh, so, for example, oftentimes when I wake up, I'm intermittent fasting, uh, and I'll take some vitamins that are, act- that are that are around mitochondrial health uh, first thing before I take any uh, anything else but water and, I t- and mm-hmm. coffee. But it sounds like with those, actually, maybe I should do more of like a Bulletproof-style coffee and actually have some healthy fats, some MCT oil, something yeah. like that that would actually help with the absorption. Is that right? Yeah, so so look, I'm a vegan, so it's harder for me to get um, fat-soluble vitamins. But if you're not, then maybe this is the time to ramp up on those foods that are more dense in that, like your grass-fed meats or wild-caught fish, things like that where you're getting those fat-soluble vitamins. So um, I will say that if you're taking 
as a as a disclaimer, if you're taking, let's say, vitamin A, can build up in the system. These are fat soluble; they, they build up, they accumulate. So there there's a higher chance of um, toxicity of a vitamin, a fat soluble vitamin, than there is a water soluble like vitamin C. Mm. So keep that in mind. Talk to your doctor for folks who are listening. Say, hey, listen, I want, I know vitamin A is an antiviral. I know it's been shown to reduce respiratory infections. How much should I take? Right? I I I I can say what I take, but that's again, that's not a recommendation to folks listening. I I take ten thousand IU's a day. Got that, it. Right around there, it's a safe dose for me now. If I was to get sick, really sick, like a respiratory infection, I would go and Dr. This is as per Dr. Ben Lynch was talking about it too. 100 IUs, 100 IUs for three days and stop. Right? Really? So that's, yeah, that's one, two, 300, 300. I'm sorry, not 100, 100,000, 100,000, 100,000 for three days. So 300,000 IUs a day, then stop completely. I'm at 10,000 right now. I keep it that way, and I'm, that's where I'm going to keep it uh, to feel comfortable. What about D3? Because I, I heard uh, that if, if you start to feel any signs or symptoms of like not feeling, uh, just feeling suboptimal, that actually you, you should super up your, your, your vitamin D. To be honest, uh, so vitamin D has been known to not only help uh, protect the immune system, but be an antimicrobial in itself. Mm. So for years, vitamin D has been my old school remedy for years since school. So as soon as I'm feeling something coming on immediately, I boost my vitamin D. So because I used to live in the Northeast where, you know, from the, from October to March, the sun was, you know, it was a, was a, was a luxury for us. Um, I would take about, I would take about 2000 to 5,000, especially I would up it more towards like January, February, March, right. When our storages are being depleted from the summer, Mm. Right, um, but I but it, but if you're not getting enough sun in the summer and you're working in a cubicle all day and you know you're you're just getting it on the weekends, that's a different story. For me, I was I was in school, so I had the whole summer off. I was out in the sun all summer, so I knew I was building up my vitamin D storages. Now, when I'm sick, I boost that up. I boost that up. Even you know, I, I stay conservative, but I go up to like twenty five thousand, fifty thousand. I use a day for a few days to build it to build it up, and usually that does the trick for me. Hmm. Um, it just depends person to person. Remember, this is my dosages for my own self, you know, and to be to be safe, check with your doctor, check with your practitioner and say, yeah. hey, look, when I'm sick, give me a protocol when I'm sick. But that protocol should include vitamin A, vitamin D, glutathione, vitamin C, and then some other stuff we, we may go, go talking about. Yeah, so let's let's get into that. Um, so the, any other recommendations? I know with the, the sheet you had given me, I, there were a few things that I had actually never even heard of before that I wound up just getting. I got everything you gave me on that list. But is there anything else before we go into like maybe nutrients and behaviors, uh, like actual mm-hmm. like food sources and, and behavioral uh, things that we can do to boost our immunity? Anything else that you recommend on the supplement side? Recommend, let me not say not recommend, yeah. that you're taking yourself uh, to sort of yeah. bolster your own immunity. Yeah, so what, what I um, sent to you uh, last month was the 2020, February 2020 study published in the Pro- Journal of Progress in Cardiovascular Disease. Um, and one of the authors is a guy that I follow. That's how I found out about it. But um, they published something. They published a protocol of nutraceuticals. They have the potential to boost uh, the uh, type 1. Remember, I said interf- interferon, mm-hmm. that, 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 whole, that whole signaling system. Well, th- these, uh, pro- this protocol in itself 
is has we'll say potential. We're not going to say that definitely has, but has potential to boost that signaling system when you have an RNA virus. So it was perfect timing. But uh, they mentioned including influenza and coronavirus. These supplements that they published in the protocol included lipoic acid. Yep. Spirulina. Yep. At NAC, which in itself is really good at expelling mucus that's that's stuck in the sinuses or in the lungs. NAC, glucosamine, zinc, yeast beta glucans, and elderberry. Yes. Now the yeast beta glucans or beta glucans in itself are present in some of our favorite line of things we use as those mushrooms from life cycle, right? The, that's that for the beta glucans are in in, uh, in mushrooms. So that's what helps stimulate the immune system in itself, but. That's the protocol that came out in, in their study uh, to uh, possibly help uh, boost that interferon signaling system when there's an RNA virus present like influenza or coronavirus. So um, it's one of the best ones we have right now because it's, it, that's, they, they've put it together based on that whole approach, uh, which is why I've given it to you, some concierge clients, uh, my family, and everybody's on that. Um, yeah, and I'm what everyone's been healthy. I've been, t- I've been, t- yeah, knock on wood. I so far, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. taking all those things. The zinc and elderberry, elderberry, I've obviously have taken before when I've had mm-hmm. sort of the common cold, so to speak. Um, but I'm finding it super helpful. I'll actually link to this because I've actually got the dosage requirements from, or, or not requirements, recommendations. Um, so I'll go ahead and put those in the show notes. But. Um, but I, I'm finding I'm finding it to be super helpful. I am also liking. I have been doing. I know you and I talked about that. Some reishi, chaga, mm. lion's mane. Like using a lot of. And again, I you know I don't know the particular efficacy. I just know that nature oftentimes you know when when there's toxicity, you know I think that was Paul Stamets that showed actually mushrooms even in the environment could remediate against uh, heavy toxic loads. So I'm just mm-hmm. like I've been boosting up uh, the mushrooms like left and right. Yeah, man, the, the, the mushroom and, and our, our mutual friend Julian, who started Lifecycle Company, uh, which I have no affiliation with, I just promote them because they work. Yeah. And I've seen them work. I knew they worked because when my roommate I was really sick, like uh, in the, uh, right around the summers, and I, was, I took them um, religiously and I was completely healthy. And I go, whoa, I usually get sick when she gets sick. And then that's when it opened. But those talking about mushrooms we evolved with mushrooms man we don't know enough about mushrooms no we and i it's probably for me the most fascinating part of this whole field is because once we're learning more about it we're learning about how powerful they are um paul stamet said like you know without mushrooms there's no like us yeah you know it is there's an intelligence of mushrooms that we have no idea about but we're learning. We're learning. <laughs> we're, catch, we're catching up a little bit. A, li- a little bit, man. But yeah, so um, uh, talking about elderberry, there's been some people talking about something called a cytokine storm, which mm. is like an inflammatory storm. Um, and the coronavirus increases cytokines in the body and increases the storm. Now, I spoke to Heather Zwicky, who was an immunologist about elderberry. And uh, she completely believes that there's there's elderberry is not strong enough to cause a cytokine storm mm-hmm. in folks that's really only caused by super bugs like you know staphylococcus uh or it's like staph infections staph or something infection, like yeah. that but she doesn't believe and in, in fact some herbs have been shown like echinacea to reduce cytokine storms so uh there's a lot because I, I mentioned this because I, there was a lot of it going on on social media um with that said 
person to person, it, yeah, I can't speak for everyone, but we're just speaking for the general population. And, and Heather's a very renowned immunologist in this field about herbs. So she, she's, she was really good when, when I learned about this. What's her, what's her handle on social? Because actually that's one of the things that I've been, uh, very keen on learning about. So I've been doing garlic just cause I ha- know for years that like whenever I feel like I'm getting sick, yeah. garlic, ginger, mm-hmm. you know, just some old school kind of like herbs have been used. Like when I lived in Sri Lanka, one of the most profound uh, Vedic, which is the indigenous people in Sri Lanka, one of their big uh, cures that my ama uh, taught me was they would actually soak garlic in honey. I mean, keep in mind, this is like very natural, old school honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'd let the garlic steep for months. And then they use that just to boost their, I mean, this is my interpretation, but boost their immune system. And so I've been... Um, you know, we obviously know the efficacy. Bees can be profound in terms of not just their pollination, mm-hmm. but the products. Um, I know, at least with anecdotally from friends, you know, when they have allergies, if you can get bee pollen from that area, oftentimes they find that it helps uh, abate some of their symptoms. Again, in terms of their narrative, but but are there other herbs or or food sources that you that you that you're using that you feel like are helpful in in boosting? I, I know you mentioned you, you're using a lot of vegetables across the mm-hmm. rainbow. Obviously, uh, you're vegan but are there other kinds of um, uh, herbs or, or mm-hmm. food sources that you really think are are quite potent and powerful yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah, yeah time and oregano are really i mean if you're not seasoning right now your food now's the time time and now's the time yeah. time and oregano to add to your food because we know that they're helpful for the immune system right garlic so what so what i do when someone is getting sick or really sick is i'll i'll chop up garlic and I'll leave it out for 15 minutes to activate those compounds like the allicin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and because you, you want it to oxidize a little bit for 15 minutes. And then what I do is I'll take a spoonful of like honey or manuka honey and then put those cloves, like mix it up and then put them in there and then just give it to the person and they swallow it whole. And I do that a few times a day. Um, there is something, there's something so powerful about garlic that we still don't understand. You can take a garlic capsule, capsule great. But that combination of manuka and garlic is amazing. Is amazing. Like huh. I just, I've, I, it, it's it's when you feel like an old school, like an old wives' tale doctor. All of a sudden, you're like, why am I doing this? Like I haven't even <laughs> seen any data in this. But I kid you not. Like I've curved so many infections from family members and friends just by that remedy. So we just have to think about how we can add stuff to our food now because there is the food medicine component, right? So cooking with mushrooms, mm-hmm. like. Now's the time. Get yourself some shiitake, reishi, um, even white button mushrooms you can get. These are all immune-stimulating compounds. They have immune-stimulating compounds like the beta-glucans for us. So, um, And then when it comes to herbs, like astragalus has been shown to be antiviral, anti-inflammatory. Right. This is this – is, and this is, again, we're going with Heather's wiki. Her handle, I don't remember. I think it's H. Z W I C K Y something like that. I'll but give it Google, to you. So you can put Google it Heather's wiki. Okay. Yeah. She, so uh, and, and then uh, golden seal. Obviously, golden seal is a really important one. Uh, mixed with Oregon grape. Mm. Uh, it, those two are toxic to viruses. Um, there's the research on flu, not coronavirus, but when you have the flu, there is data on both of them being effective, as well as bacteria. Now, bacteria is important because that can cause us, that can be the cause of a secondary infection like pneumonia, mm. right? So the, we have to think co-infection. So Golden seal and Oregon grape uh, mixed together, really important ones. Echinacea, there's meta-analysis showing that it reduces upper respiratory infections. Uh, Echinacea has been shown to reduce cytokine storms. It's really best when used in the beginning. Mm. So 
me as a practitioner, um, I love Medi Herb. Medi Herb, um, you, you, for people who want to get it, it has to go through a practitioner. But Medi Herb, in my, and this is my opinion, I've gone through so many herb companies. It's make they make the strongest herbs, and I'm talking about like. When you take a sip, your go- your face is going to cringe. Mm. I do a I do a challenge. Anyone who comes to my house, I have this um, wormwood, which is an antiparasitic from MediHerb, and anytime someone comes, they do a shot of it. Uh, just to you know, it's like a little challenge when you come to my house. But I have not seen anyone take that shot like you know really tough like <laughs> like an old like like, like, Cl- like Clint Eastwood might be the only person who might take that shot like. You know, but uh, it's so strong. So again, Medi Herb maybe would be something to uh, inquire with your practitioner. Going, hey, look, I I want some echinacea from Medi Herb because that echinacea from Medi Herb will make your mouth tingle immediately. Wow, that's how strong it is. So and and you know, I've I've had people avoid being sick from the echinacea from them a, a bunch of times. So yeah, those are some herbs that she, that she was speaking about, um, and elderberry. Because there's published uh, data on it blocking viral uptake into cells, mm. protecting the cells from viral uptake. It's amazing stuff. How how amazing it is that nature is 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 so protecting. You know, we we don't have to sit and wait here for a vaccine that might come out at the end of the year or next year. You know, likely if they go through the the, the hoops that they're supposed to properly, it won't be out for a while. So yeah. we're going to wait for a coronavirus vaccine, or we're going to be proactive. You know, exactly. I'm, so one thing that came up for me as you were talking about these herbs and, and, and also eating the rainbow, and I, it's come up for me and I imagine for many people listening. So the challenge is obviously in general in, in terms of health and nutrition, we want to avoid processed foods. Now, one of the, th- the benefits of packaged foods, uh, well, it's a, it's a profound, uh, you know, it's a profound, uh, you know, pollutant, but it does protect sometimes the, the inner ingredients. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are getting uh, freaked out about getting, uh, getting say, foodstuffs to a degree because they're like, oh, did someone else touch this? You know, mm. this that. you know, people start getting freaked out. So, but we want to keep them eating, obviously, fresh, natural, yep. unprocessed foods. You know, like, the, you know, they, they say shop the outer edges of the supermarket, like the fresh yep. fruits and vegetables. What are extra precautions one can take, say that they bought all fresh fruits and vegetables just as a wash to protect against any concerns as it relates to um, other people touching, what have you, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we made a run to the supermarket yesterday, um, and apparently all supermarkets are closing early, and we didn't know that. So we had literally four minutes. They go, you have four minutes to get everything. It was like that show from the <laughs> early 90s where you're running around the supermarket sweep. Yeah, I, I, I wish you saw us four running through these aisles, and th- I was I was literally going to the produce section, just throwing it in my in my <laughs> cart. But uh, but yeah, I mean, let, let's think about it, right? Like people coughing on their hands and then touching the Swiss chart that we're going to make. To be honest, uh, the surfaces that really came out uh, to show, that have been shown to persist were less the organic live ones and more the like the plastic, the glass, the paper, the metal, the wood. Plastic actually being the worst. Plastic at five will hold the coronavirus uh, at five days at high temperatures, but at normal room temperature, six to nine days. Plastic, which is wild, right? Uh, and then the, the metal was up to five days. That was the second. But then on average, the rest were like the that I mentioned: glass, wood, paper were four to five days. Mm. Um, cleaning those surfaces with uh, 95% alcohol have been shown to be like the best biocidal, uh, the most effective. For our food, 
I haven't seen anything where it says like on an organic surface, like, you know, a Swiss chard leaf, how long it lasts. With that said, we use a little vinegar mixture, uh, diluted vinegar and water mixture. That's mm, what we use. That you know, that's, sense. that's it. And, and for, you know, and we cook and we cooked it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I'm, for me right now, uh, or for those who are immunocompromised, I would stay away from raw, raw foods mm. for sure. You know, we yeah, do that. The heat, will kill, the heat will kill it, we know, uh, at a certain temperature. Yeah, over, so over 135. So, uh, you know, you, you put it on a steamer and you're already getting up to that temperature. Mm. You know, so that's, that's, that's sort of what I'm suggesting, especially if you're immunocompromised. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're young or old. I would actually stay away from raw foods at this point until, you know, until knock on wood, this blows over. Whenever that happens, you and I were talking about whenever that happens, hopefully it blows over sooner than later. We can get back to our life. We can get back to our life of stressing over money, <laughs> stressing over work, not having community. Yeah. Now, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a, uh, it's a nature's reset. You know, I mean, it's like you can. I, I interviewed Ryan Holiday, and you know, he wrote that book, which is one of my favorites, "The Obstacle Is the Way." And uh, so I've been choosing to see the. Uh, the, the opportunities in this obstacle um, that's that gets more into the psychological kind of uh, immunity so to speak but yeah the more you get overwhelmed with the stress obviously uh, the worse it is doesn't mean not take it seriously I do think it is serious and I'm writing a book about community so the social distancing is is, is interesting and real but I do think what it'll do is encourage us when we do finally move through it to really appreciate and savor some of the things that we've been taking for granted for a long time like and these, touch yeah, hugs exactly. community <laughs> exactly we have these fake constructs right like i am my job i am my my income right i am my nine to five and then all of a sudden all of these things are th- are threatened and it's forcing us to ask ourselves well who the hell am i in relation to what's going on which is the, the question that i pose in my at the end of my or the, the clip that i put up on my instagram for my show that i did on coronavirus i said well who are you in relation to everything that's going on what are you choosing to be do have say Right. Because this is sort of nature. We didn't listen. Nature's been trying to teach us years and years and years and years. But like like we do with humanity, we don't listen until our back's thrown out and we go, I can't really move. Yeah. So now nature is going, yeah, now you're incapacitated. You're not working. Or for those who folks who are losing a lot of money in the stock market or at work, it's sort of like you said, nature's reset. What are we doing? Who are we? We were something existential, even for those folks who don't even know what existential means for now for us to think about. And it's it's wild because if you truly feel what's going on and you're very sensitive to it, uh, that's my belief. Something's happening. It's a shift is coming and it's pretty big. And I don't know what it is yet, but we're going to see. Hopefully it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and the air. I mean, they show the NASA images over China, over Italy, and I can I can see. I mean, I'm I'm very very grateful that I live. I mean, I, I've been social distancing. I haven't touched another human for over a week, uh, but I am fortunate in that you've been to my place. I live right mm-hmm. on the beach, and the beach is very wide, so I can stay well over six feet away from everyone and still get outside uh, and get that vitamin D and that sunshine and go for a jog. Um, mm-hmm. Um, which since I can't go to my gym um, has been a lifesaver for me. And I I do want to get into any recommendations you have on the behavioral stuff. But um, one of the things is I do think it's, it is, you know, when we don't, when we don't learn the lessons, this goes more into my existential belief. I think we are presented, like you said, sometimes it takes, you know, growth Mm -hmm. comes through the challenge. And interestingly enough, this is actually 
in some ways, obviously, it's very profound. I don't want to minimize the consequence for many who are suffering, and I'm taking it extraordinarily seriously, again, especially because of the elders. And But I do think it is showing us our inherent connection to nature, our inherent interdependence. You know, we live under this kind of fallacy of individuality and individual liberty, some of yeah. which is wonderful. And, like, you know, it, I, I love the degree to which we, are, we have that individual liberty. However... I just had a call with a friend of mine and I was like, dude, I, I had to, you know, he was recommending to other people not, you know, he wasn't saying not socially isolate, but I could tell he was kind of taking it a little bit more casually. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, you know, like these, these are real consequences, you know, like mm-hmm. I think they said one person in South Korea, I think uh, inadvertently spread it to over a thousand people. I mean, and so, oh. so we're seeing now, like this has profound, we are so connected in a mm-hmm. way that like, on actions of one person, shoot, one person, for example, in China can affect the entire world, right? And I'm not in, in any way isolating out China or speaking negatively. It's just mm-hmm. one person in any country can can have that butterfly effect. And so I think we're, we're being reawakened to our inherent interdependence and hopefully woken up to taking a little bit. I mean, I think the one, the, one of the golden aspects of the silver lining is nature's getting a chance to breathe right i mean we're seeing like over over satellites like yo and i see it anecdotally on the beach i'm like oh, wow i can see catalina like i i didn't even realize wow. i lived here six years like catalina's clear as day like it's wow. i hadn't even realized like the quality yesterday i was like is it my sunglasses like literally the air and the and the air i was breathing like it felt different and i was like wow okay this is like a forced reset because we are inherently interconnected with nature for us to sort of take look after our own health in new ways, but also look after the great mother's health in new ways. Yeah, the Venice canals are crystal clear. You can see it's the yes. first time in 60 years. You see the air over China. It's it's incredible. You see blue skies. Um, I don't believe in coincidence. I never, I, since I was little, I'm like, oh, no, there's something going on. Uh, and and uh, unfortunately, I don't know the origins of this virus. I don't, I don't want to know. I just want to know that what are we doing in relation to it and who we're choosing to be? Are we, are, are we strengthening community? Mm-hmm. Right. Are we giving, are we giving the world a chance to breathe? Yeah. Right. Are we realizing what we've become? Right. Like this, that we've just been become so narrow, narrow sighted, nearsighted on, you know, money and economics and consumption and production. And that's it. And like the stuff that we talk about, man, like community now more than ever, we're seeing, like you said, Someone from the other side of the world. What do you mean? This person's sick now. That person's never going to affect me. Oh, shit. Now half of New Jersey is sick. Half of California is sick. This is wild. It's it's wild to me that how fragile. And these constructs that we think are real, oh, in one week and a half, they fell apart. Totally. Right? Yeah, Imagine the, the fallacy of borders, you know, yeah, like these borders. these border walls. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a totally artificial construct. All it takes is the power grid to go out for three days and we're fucked. Yeah. We're like, what do we do? How do we eat? How do we breathe? How do we live? Imagine how, how just dependent we are on things outside of us. So I think it's hopefully a time for us to be like, again, who are we choosing to be in relation to this? What are we going to do now? You know, as a community and as individuals. And your character. And I think you're you're spot on as it relates to community. I mean, you know, there's a meme that's going around, but I think it's apropos. It's something like your grandparents were called to war. You're being called to sit on your couch, you know. And hopefully you do more than just sit on your couch during this time. But it is... 
Look, it's it's a reckoning and it's an awakening and it's a very serious awakening. But in terms of viruses, um, you know, I was thinking about this. Actually, in some ways, it could be a lot worse. Uh, and I feel like if we hopefully we get the message and we start taking somewhat different actions because. You know, and this goes to my own personal belief, but, you know, I do think that in some ways, you know, consciousness, uh, which I do think there is a consciousness, um, it sort of evolves to check us to the degree that we need to be checked. But I, I'm, I'm woeful to say if we don't, if we don't actually do some behavioral change, you know, I mean, like, yes, this has quite a significant, uh, you know, in terms of lethality and also consequence. But, uh, you know, again, also seeing sort of the silver lining, it could be a lot worse. And I feel yeah. like, uh, you know, like I've, I've looked at some of the other, you know, coronaviruses that have come out and like their, their, their lethality and it's like some 60 percent. I was like, wow, OK, this is actually no joke. But, you know, uh, you know, hopefully this is a wake up call. And I think you're right. Hopefully it's a wake up call to character and to community, because I think. You know, a friend of mine once said, you know, you know where where someone stands when the heat's turned up. And to a degree, the heat has been turned up. And does this become a catalyst for us to reach out to each other, to connect with each other? I've definitely reached out, for example, to my pet. Not that I was disconnected, but I'm way more like connected and like feeling like a deeper relationship, even from afar. So I think that's that there are real beautiful, if you will, compost aspects of this where you can turn a, a shitty situation into a garden of new new reality of new fruit, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't FaceTime with some of my friends in, in more than like six months. We were on Google Hangouts yesterday, just all talking and shooting the shit. It's pretty incredible what we do when we just breathe you know, when we yeah. take our heads out of the sand, you know, work and, you know, it's just not how we are uh, in the society, just nine to five and nine to five. So, look, is this is our opportunity. Nature has blessed us in in a way that we it smacked us in our face. Yes. Right. Because this is what we need in humanity. If, we, if someone's not smacking us in our face, we ain't changing. Right. Right. So now, you know, hopefully we can we can start spreading our message of more community you know, better health, you know, I spoke about, does it take a pandemic for us to like, you know, prioritize health to, for us to eat better all of a sudden, right. for, us to, for us to learn what elderberry is, is, is that what it takes to, for us to learn what vitamin C is? It's pretty crazy that it takes something like this to push us to the edge. So let's be more proactive. That's what I tell people from this point on. Yeah, I love that. What do you recommend? So one of the things that I've been thinking about personally, which I imagine others are thinking about, is in this era of social distancing, um, how does one, because nature is medicine, uh, and for me it's the most profound medicine, it's it's sacred. I, you know, and luckily, like I said, I can go out on the beach and still maintain six-foot distance. For others who are thinking about like going out into nature or going out for a while, like finding ways to, uh, one actually very sort of very particular question is like can you go for a hike like i know the challenge with hikes is like i'm like i really want to go for a hike because i feel like i can still isolate i can go solo but if i come across someone on a trail those trails aren't usually sometimes but aren't usually six feet wide like how how yeah. do you approach that do you not go on hikes if you do is there a certain protocol like obviously you can go when far a few people are going do you just not go for that uh, hike right now what, what are your thoughts on that yeah, you know, it's a good question, man. Like for, for, for me, I'm like, if you can, you got to go outside, mm. you, you will go, you will go cabin fever, stir crazy if you don't. 
Um, just yesterday, we were outside playing frisbee in the front yard, uh, moving around because that movement is just as important. Movement is just what we were just talking about, just getting exercise equipment for our house, doing pull-ups, doing you know push-ups. But that movement's really important. Now the question is, it's like, okay, to what extent? Sure. Like, what is the where's the benefit of being outside in the sun? in nature which provides its own protective antioxidants versus the possible passer goer buyer mm. who may be infected i mean that that's a hard call yeah. for me quarantine is being like uh by yourself or you know distancing from people um how many people are gonna be hiking right now anyway maybe it's different in la maybe it's different in northern new jersey but regardless it would, it's just outweighing the benefits. Do you feel good? You know, because this thing can incubate up for up to two weeks. You could feel good for two weeks and yeah. then start feeling like crap. So where's the responsibility? It's just, I can't, it's a hard, it's a hard. Can't hike. really it's make a, a call one way or the other, but yeah. 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 If, if would I go on a hike right now? Maybe not, not right now until things start blowing over, but I'd go outside to the beach. You go outside to the beach. You can yeah. be by yourself, you know? Yeah. I, I, I go out to the front yard, play Frisbee. I go to the backyard here, ground. So go somewhere outside where you can get that sunshine, but still maintain a responsible sort of six plus feet of distance and like still get that grounding, that sunshine, that like, you know, that ideally that movement. Uh, What are are your thoughts on like, because, you you know, maybe you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but um, so I've started looking into like the mirror and Peloton and like even just like Mm -hmm. OG equipment. I'm like, could I turn my like, you know, like my uh, my coffee table into a bench like (laughs) that? You know, like what, are, what you know, I, I don't know if people have seen the video. There's a video going around online where this guy literally puts uh, he, yeah, he puts the soap on the floor so he yeah. turns it into a treadmill. But like exactly. what are uh, obviously there's push up sit ups. Uh, Moto Yoga L.A. is offering free online classes for yoga, which is great. I've been using that. Um, any thoughts on how people can stay moving and healthy amidst this kind of quarantine period? Yeah, yeah. Mo- move and sweat. Move yeah. and sweat. Ra- raise up your core body temperature. Not everyone has the luxury to have an IR sauna like we do. Yeah. And that's okay. But, you know, move and sweat. And even if you have a 600-square-foot apartment, man, there's no excuse. I had a 600-square-foot apartment in Philly, and I was doing yoga classes, you know. So there's no reason to not do that. I, I-, I remember I was putting up a hood- two hoodies. You know, I wanted to do my own thing of hot yoga, turn up the temperature a little bit and sweat. <laughs> that was my that was my own like, you know, rudimentary way of going to hot yoga when I, you know, when it was a, a blizzard or something. But regardless, move in your house. Like I don't care if it's sit-ups, push-ups, squats, like how many programs we can act we can literally go to YouTube and type in 45 minute yoga yeah. and find something. 45 minute home workout and find something. They have the um uh, the, I, I tried the Tonal machine, which is kind of like a Peloton, mm. uh, and it has the cables. Yep. And you can do at-home workouts. You can it, it, the cable and the bench, and it has uh, you could change the cables to different you know handles. But they have like personal training programs, different ones. So it's like it'll be like ten minute, you know, uh, um, ten minute cardio or upper upper chest delts, lower body. It's amazing. It's like Peloton for at-home like weight uh resistance training so that was really cool i just learned about that the other day i gotta check um, that out 
Also, Anthony Trucks comes to mind. I think I mentioned to you. He's a gentleman I saw speak, uh, former NFL athlete. But he, I think I'm going to start doing, he's got like some backpack. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably get that. And then he's got like a 90-day program. He's, he's like the lead trainer for Brendan Burchard's mastermind. So, oh, there you go. Uh, you can find, I think, anyway, ways where it's bands. Uh, you know, Aaron, obviously, our friend Aaron Alexander has the Align yeah. Band. Whether it be bands or push-ups, sit-ups. The I, weights. I bought the weights. I bought the at-home weights. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do that training. as well. Get like Rocky Balboa with it, right? Like I remember, yeah. I remember that old Rocky movie where he like literally was in a barn and he just found like all the things to like work out with. I, I, I remember there was uh, for some reason I couldn't leave my place. Um, I promise you I wasn't on house arrest. There was, the, I was oh, I, I issue with my car. So I was just bored and during the weekend. I couldn't go to the gym. So I, uh, my old place in San Francisco, I used like these rock gravel, like just landscaping gravel. And I was doing squats with them. It was like 50 pounds. It was literally the most Rocky Balboa extra workout I've ever done. Like <laughs> but it, I'll never forget it because I was I was being so innovative with whatever was around me. And it just felt so in tune with, I don't know. But regardless, like what I'm trying to say and what you're trying to say is, yeah, move at home. Yeah. Even if you have a small apartment, find a way. You know, you can find a program. I, we spoke about having the overhead pull-up bar. Yep. It's amazing. It's like 25 bucks, you know. Totally. Get, get yourself a pull-up bar and, you know, you could do some pull-ups, do some hanging, stretching. That movement is important for your immune system. And yeah. this is what Aaron talks a lot about, how it activates and sends signals to the cell every single time we we cause resistance in our body or that hormetic stress, that low level of stress in our body that stimulates the nervous system, stimulates the immune system. So, you know, quarantine is not an excuse to sit on the couch and watch Netflix from morning to night. Yeah. It's, it's an excuse to get back to who we are, meditate, breathe, <laughs> forge better relationships with our wife, with yep. our husbands, our family, and then move around at home too. Be, get innovative with it, go outside, get, get back to nature. Yeah, that's what's up. A breath work also in meditation. Headspace, I think, is offering some free uh, uh, courses right now. There's so many different online resources, just even on YouTube. Um, anything you have, any thoughts you have on breath or meditation or other forms of grounding? Um, I, I personally, uh, I love Wim Hof, kind of in that alternating between mm -hmm. the hot and the cold um, and doing some of that deep breath work. One of the things I've been thinking about, especially given the fact that the efficacy here is on the lungs, is starting to do in a safe space starting to do some real uh, deep uh, pranayama like cleansing breath uh to start just building up also that muscle um and i did a people can check out i did an episode with wim hoff as well as uh laird hamilton actually i'll, I'll after mm -hmm. this i'll post a, a designated episode of the laird hamilton breath work because that that actually was really amazing for me but uh any 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 folks or or techniques that you like in terms of breath or meditation that you yeah. that you're using yeah, whatever is literally reducing that stress. Yeah. Because if if you notice, and this is, I'm guilty of it all the time. I, when I do podcasts, I get so excited to say all these things that I don't breathe. Right? <laughs> so so I, I know when I, we hang up for the next two hours, my breathing is going to be crap until I really become <laughs> conscious of it. And, 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 and that's just, so regardless, I don't care if it's box breathing or um, alternating nasal breathing, Wim Hof breathing. Um, Box breathing is the seal breath that they use for, for calming the mind, yeah. Yeah, calming the mind. Regardless of what it is, for me, it's like whatever's regulating your breath. Um, the nice thing about breath work is that it sends nervous uh, system signals, which actually stimulate the immune system, right? There's a, there's a neuroimmunogenic uh, communication between the two, mm. which is the same thing that happens when we take 
alternating hot and cold showers, mm. right? Or, or just cold showers in general, that, that signal, that input stimulates the immune system. So for me, I'm in the, I'm in the business of just thinking about how during the day am I stimulating my immune system, right? You know, like, are, am I sitting here and just, again, watching Netflix and doing nothing? Or am I eating good foods, moving around, putting my feet on the ground, getting in that hot tub that we have in the back, mm. you know, and then jumping into the cold or just innovating these things like uh, what, what things can, what things are going to be good for my health today. And then at night meditating, like what we're doing over here is just taking time. You know, I'm, I'm with a few people in this house. We all go into separate rooms and then we just do a little bit of breathing, 15 minutes, get back to, you know, everything. And, uh, and you know, they, they reduce that stress because it's a stressful time, especially if you turn on the TV. Yeah. No doubt. Hang on one second, Dr. G, because yeah. I actually wanted to wrap it up, but I actually have a couple more questions, but I have to, uh, I'll be right back. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, brother. Yeah. And one, one of the things actually that just came to mind is what, what are your thoughts on hydration? Because I've heard some ver- a variety of people say actually warm water, like steep, keeping super hydrated. And also if there is, you know, I don't know what degree this is, this is efficacy to this or not, but um, as you're flushing the mouth, actually you can move things uh, oftentimes into the stomach where, where, say, a virus would be killed as opposed mm-hmm. to what are your thoughts on, and maybe that isn't necessarily true, but, but hydration, should people be drinking a lot of water these days? What are your, what are your thoughts? One million percent. If, if you're, I, I, one of the fir- the fir- put it this way, the first post I've ever done on Instagram when I came on Instagram was about water and hydration and what it does for your system. From detoxification, from immune system, from brain health, from overall, from everything. If you're not hydrated, I mean, that's, that's like building block one. So Mm -hmm. think about half your body weight in ounces minimum, half your body. And this is not talking about if you're doing hot yoga, it's not talking about if you're working out, then that's more, but half your body weight in ounces. I, we have a bunch of these mountain Valley spring waters here. Yep. I'll I'll drink three of these a day. And this is, um, a quart or like, yeah, no, one liter. I'm sorry. So three of these a day, um, for myself, but we also have the purifier, um, I mean, the, the coronavirus usually is going to go through the respiratory, mm-hmm. uh, right? So it, it, it'll hang out in your nose uh, more so than like than the mouth like that. What do you think that, about neti pot? Is it, it like it, is it more of a chance because you're actually putting something in your nose so you don't even want to mess with it? But I, I, I haven't. I, I thought about it. I was like, I wonder if like. 
gargle like I haven't done a neti pot, but I know like in Ayurveda and in Indian culture, when I lived in in Sri Lanka, yeah. there was uh, in yogic traditions they would use neti pot. Have you used it at all? I mean, yeah, I yeah, I, I have. I, I I like it more for when you have sinus congestion yeah. or you know that the infections in the sinus. The character of this virus is more to go into the lungs. Got it. So okay. so for me, it's like. How are we keeping our immune system strong? That's more important for me. But water, man, that's like that's a basic, man. We have to be drinking a lot, a lot, a lot of water. If you're dehydrated, if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Yeah, put it that way. So I'm pounding. I've got a big. I, I, you and I've talked about this on the last episode, but I got a big Berkey. So I just I just pound like I think this is a go. liter and a half. I try to do yeah. a couple of these a day. Um, Okay, we've talked about water. We've talked about supplements. Um, we've talked about sort of behavioral aspects, some nutrition. Any other thoughts around uh, different immunity boosters or tenants to immunity that people should be thinking about uh, during these times? Yeah, our gut, our yeah. gut, our, our our digestive system. I mean, majority of your immune system is going to be coming from there in the first place, which is pretty incredible. So. I mean, if you haven't at this point, it, it, it now would be a call to optimize your gut health. And that is a broad term because we have so many people go, heal your gut, you know, leaky gut. But, but the, the better question is, is like understanding what your relationship is to food. Right. A lot of us eat and then six hours later, we're like, oh, God, my stomach hurts. I don't know why. And just forget about it. But being more in touch with your body such that you have that intuitive uh, meter going when you eat and go, okay, I just ate Swiss chard for some reason. Every time I eat it, it's not working well with my system. What I'm trying to say is eliminating those foods that are stressing your immune system in the first place. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? Totally. Right. Making sure that you're digesting. So by digesting, are you, what's your relationship? Are you, are you vigilant enough to know that when you eat two hours later, you're always getting bloated? Well, why? Right. Do you have two, three hours? Do you have a buildup of uh, bacteria in your small intestine? Is that fermenting the food? Do you not have enough stomach acid to break down the food? Right? Do you have too much, too little? What we, you have to get more in touch with your digestive physiology because if you don't, that's a big problem for your overall immune system. Um, one thing that they say in naturopathic schools is if you don't know where to start, always start with the gut mm. because we know that. So much of our health is coming from there. I didn't even get into the microbiome, how that's protecting us with our immune system. But paying attention to our relationship is going to be important because if you eliminate those foods or even write a food journal to make it easier on yourself, literally all the foods you ate and then any symptoms that you feel, put a circle around the symptoms and then see if the next time you have the same symptoms, if those foods overlap. Do that for a week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or two weeks, and I promise you'll start revealing stuff about how food is affecting you. Something really simple, man, a journal, a food journal, which I I usually do for initial patients. I do, all right, let's just do the food journal. We don't even have, I'm not even going to test for anything. Let's just do the food journal. And that's really revelatory for us because now we go, wow, what the hell? Who knew that every time I eat onions, I get, my knee starts hurting always. You know, Mm. it's, it's, it's causing an immune reaction. Again, because we want to take the burden off the immune system when it comes to uh, foods that cause antigenic uh, inflammation, put it that way, uh, and 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 having our immune system focus on what we're focusing on now, and that's keeping us healthy from viruses, from co-infections. So that's that's sort of what I get at when it, when I talk about digestive health, and of course, eating fibrous foods. 
yes. fibrous foods are going to feed our microbiome. They, th- those prebiotic foods are, are, are heaven on earth for our microbiome. And they thank us by not only help synthesize vitamins for us, not, helping, not only helping us balance our bowels, uh, or, or promote bowel regularity, but also helps stimulate our immune system, mm. which is, again, right? Like, you mean to tell me if I'm eating fibrous foods, I'm going to stimulate my immune system? Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty incredible stuff. I love the uh, the concept of fiber and the prebiotic. What what if someone – it's it's wild. I just yesterday saw Zach Bush um, show a map, an overlay map. I saw it. Uh, did you see yeah. that? Of glyphosate, yeah. which is yeah. otherwise known as Roundup, um, which we're seeing months uh, – everyone in the U.S. has some glyphosate in their system mm-hmm. now. Um, but the corollary of glyphosate with the incidence of the virus um, – you know, many of us through gluten, glyphosate, a variety of different assaults on the, you know, inflammatory foods on the gut and myself included. I know, I know at times, I don't know currently because I haven't done a test in the last year, but that I've had leaky gut. Um, what are your thoughts around a protocol to restore integrity uh, of the gut health? Like, so, so obviously there's the fibrous foods, etc. but like, do you have any thoughts around for those with leaky gut, how they can sort of repair and restore their system? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing you have to do is remove and and removal of, again, those foods that are causing because the likelihood is if, if you're eating tomatoes every day for lunch and you're starting to see on that food journal that it's causing knee pain, shoulder pain, you know, elbow pain, the likelihood is that you're already suffering with gut permeability. Mm. Right. And the and the um, components of that, the tomato, when they're digested, are going into the bloodstream, the immune system is reacting to it hypersensitivity and then you know the the theory is that it's it's attacking the joints for example in in this example that i used so the first thing is you have to remove all of that crap Mm -hmm. right because how can we clean up a pond if there's dirty water continuously coming in so we remove that water and then we go to the process of start starting to heal and support right So, so we support the gut microbiome with the foods and then we start repairing the gut mucosa the nice part is, is that there are multiple, multiple nutrients and compounds out there that help restore that epithelial function, that those junctions to close up. Um, and Zach Bush has that great product out there, um, not the, the Restore one. Yeah, I've been using um, it actually uh, carefully, but I've been actually because I have the nasal uh, the nasal spray. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and 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 that's what we want to do. We want to help res- restore that uh the the gut function those junctions so they close up um but remember the the biggest thing is if we don't remove the infection Mm -hmm. or the foods or the stress that is starting to promote that then it's going to continue coming back i can give you i can give you the best supplements around you know what i mean but what's that going to do if that dirty water is still coming in so that the most important part of it is identifying and removing that crap first yes okay i love that um, I'm going to actually look at that and sort of do, do you, do you practice fasting at all? Do you recommend fasting in times like this? Like, cause I, I've seen, I'm like, okay, part of me is like, you know, as you mentioned, we're in a, a sort of a delicate dance, right? Because you want to be informed and you want to be, you know, there's information coming in and there's a lot of unknowns and you want to be informed of that information. However, that information can also be very stressful. So therefore, you're kind of compromising the immunity you've built up in part. Uh, and I don't want to put my head under a rock, but I definitely want to manage and mitigate against risk of overconsuming news and other people's fear. Um, but is there, do you have an overall approach to like, 
that mindset aspect, right? Of like, how does one kind of take in that information? Um, and I've, I was thinking initially about physically fasting, but I, but I think there's also like the fasting, which is information, mm-hmm. information fasting. Yeah. What, are you, what are your thoughts on both physical fasting, whether it be intermittent or actually designated fast? Is there a particular type of fast you would recommend now that we have sort of the time and inclination mm-hmm. to do it? Uh, one, as part one of the question. Part two, um, what are your thoughts on media and, and, and maybe calling it intermittent fasting as it relates to media. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, fasting has been shown to be pretty incredible for many things, uh, but particularly helping the and supporting the immune system. So, um, the, I have the prolon fast. Uh, I haven't done it because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to wait for the perfect time. Of course, now the universe is like, here, Christian, here's the perfect time. <laughs> so the box is over there in the kitchen. So I'm probably, I'll probably do that fast next week. Um, and what that involves is just a fasting mimicking diet where you do actually eat some foods that don't, uh, basically give that input to your system that's saying, oh, you know, this is food. Therefore, you know, it's breaking that fast. So it's, it's sort of like cheating a fat. It's a hack way to fast. It's a hack mm-hmm. fast. Um, but what I really do recommend for a lot of people is the intermittent one, yeah. right? So, uh, at least putting 13 hours minimum between your dinner and your breakfast, you know, dinner for me was at nine o'clock and it's already, I don't know, one o'clock, two o'clock already. So I've already given myself at least over 16 hours. And that's something that I practice all the time. And that helps many different functions of the body. But what we're focusing on is the immune system, right? So we want to maximize and optimize the immune system. So it gives it a, ch- a chance to rest and clean up all of the crap in our system. Um, really cool process because you have to think about it, man. We evolved eating and not eating. Mm. Our system, and this is an awesome quote that I heard, I think it might have been from Walter Longo, our system is more, is better built for fasting than it is for eating and digesting, Mm. which is pretty incredible. So basically eating is more of a stress to our body than fasting, which is really incredible when you think about it. But we have those genes to turn on like that once we're in fasting mode. Um, And they're very protective for different systems in our body, but we're talking about the immune system, but also helping for detoxification. Um, so me personally, that's what I do. I do the intermittent fast. I I put at least 13 hours, usually around 14, 15, and then I'll eat breakfast. I will probably do the fasting mimicking diet next week. Right. So I will, I'll be, it'll be a, a, a caloric deficit throughout, throughout the days, starting with higher and then lower and lower and lower. Um, but when it comes to media fast, this might be the most important one. Yeah. Right. So usually I wake up, you know, I, I, I do my rituals. I don't touch my phone, but lately I've been touching my phone mm-hmm. because in my, my friends group, I didn't even have to open the news because they are already updating the newest things coming out. So automatically my conscious awakening would be from the fear base, right? Reading something automatically new report, Italy here. Oh, young people dying from this. Oh my God. Oh my God. So for the past two days, I've refused to even open up their group texts and it's putting me in a better breathing state. Mm. I'm less, I'm less bracing. So I think you bring up an amazing point and I'm happy that you did is the, the mental fast is important. Let's be informed about what's going on. We already know there's a coronavirus going on. It's it, people are getting infected. It's in America. It's everywhere. We can take two days without turning on our TV. Mm. We can take two days without turning on the news. We can take two days to go within, right. And go like, who am I in relation to this? Am I breathing? Am I, am I putting, am I restoring my health? Am I going to call my loved ones? How about my dad that I haven't talked to in many years? Am I going to check on him? We are given the most golden opportunity right now. So the mental fast is probably going to be the most important 
we haven't turned on a TV here since we got here. We haven't Love even it. turned on the news since we got here. Zero. I refuse to have that energy in the house. Yeah. Because you know it's 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 so fear based, man. And what do we do when we're fear based? We're easily suggested. We're easily programmed. Get out of here with all that stuff. Give me the facts as a as a practitioner, and let me give that to my patients. That's it. That's it, man. I I've been watching myself with it as well. Like kind of again having that kind of observer, right? Because so much of what I focus on is mindset. And I'm noticing when in moments where I start to feel a little defeated or challenged, it's oftentimes because of an input, generally speaking, from the media. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, yesterday it was on Instagram actually seeing these people in Guatemala and thinking to myself, oh, man, that would have been way better than, you know. And it's like, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't serve me because I'm not in Guatemala, you know. And, then, mm-hmm. and, today, exactly. and today it was exactly what you shared where it was like I, I picked up the phone and I got this article where it was like, oh, young people, blah, blah, blah. Da, and then a, another person I who, I felt, <laughs> who I felt like irresponsibly was like, yeah, social distancing, whatever. And I was I actually called him and spent 20 minutes and like basically listened to him on the diatribe. And I was like, wow, okay this isn't the way I wanted to start my day like I woke up you know yes I probably took a responsible action but um, I put myself in a, into a, a mental place where I was at effect as opposed to at cause and I think that's one of the things in in general in life right like where are we at cause and creating our reality and where are we at effect uh, and and being affected by the energies of others right and there's an interesting uh, when I did this leadership training they had said you're either enrolling people into your vision or being enrolled into theirs and right mm. now, Right now, there are a lot of people looking to enroll you into a vision that isn't one that is empowering for you. And so I oh, think yeah. I think we got to be super mindful of that mind diet. I like I like this term a lot. I think I think mm-hmm. that mind fasting of like how do we keep, of course, informed, but like we are we pretty much know what we need to know now. And now, like, how can we use this time to yeah. to create what we want to create? Like, what, an, what, a, what a golden era. I mean, like, I've been talking about writing a book for over a year. Now I've got the absolute perfect time. Like, there's zero distractions from said yeah. book unless I choose to uh, buy into that, like, being out of effect to other people's fear-based, you know, agenda. 100%. I go, oh, I'm going to start painting. I'm going to write poetry again. I'm going to songwrite again. Guess what? Now I have nothing else to do other than do that. So it's like, in many ways, did we ask for this opportunity? And is, are we, is it presented in this way? And we're like, whoa, look how it's being presented. But still, regardless, it's like, we're, this is a golden opportunity. Take that mental fast. Get away from the TV. Do Hey, listen, you can check on the things, but make sure you do some sort of ritual before yeah. to get yourself in the right mind state. Do some breath work. Do some meditation. Do some grounding. Do some gratitude affirmations. Then turn on your phone. Right, because I promise you, it's going to affect you. You'll be the observer, and not the effect, the effectee. Yes, and that's a key distinction, um, man. Doctor G, I want to thank you so much. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're man. a dear friend, but I just freaking you provide so much value. Um, I, you know, I love your show. I love what you're putting out on on the gram. Where, where can people find you um, to to tap into a lot of your deep wisdom? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, at at Doctor G. 
I'm trying. I'm trying to bribe the guy who has dr.g, but he's not answering my DMs. So <laughs> whenever I get that handle, it's going to change. I like minimalist handles, so let's see. Um, and then uh, I do have an ebook coming out next month for breast cancer. All the things you do to put yourself in the best place for a breast cancer prevention period. It's all of the wisdom that I have all in one ebook. So that's coming out next month. I'm very excited for that to come out. And dude, yeah, my, my podcast, Heal Thyself. This is, we're having, we have really good guests on. You know, you were on, you blew people away. It was one of my favorite episodes. So yeah, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, actually, since you brought it up, I want to, I do want to ask you this. This is probably for another time, but uh, we can go into greater detail. But as it relates to cancer prevention, which is, which is somewhat, you know, of a shift, but and I know this is one of your specialties. We've mentioned a lot of the things that people can do just for overall immunity. Um, but for whatever reason, um, and, and maybe it's because, uh, you know, uh, I, for whatever reason, it's come on my radar more lately. Are there other things that are particular to cancer above and beyond what we've shared that you really recommend for people to, uh, to, to enhance their immunity and prevention of that particular disease? Mm. Um. Aside, aside from things we're talking about, nutrition, yes. uh, I think starting to or diving deep into how environmental toxins affect us. Yes. I, I think it's a piece of the pie. And the reason I really got into it was because throughout my time in school and then residency and then coming out of it, I would talk to people and I'd see them do everything that they can and the cancer get worse and worse and worse. And I, I started to learn how important it is to understand what our exposures are, right? Our everyday exposures, because people underestimate them, right? They go, okay, well, you know, uh, I come home, I have a brand new couch, brand new insulation, brand new upholstery. It smells like chemicals, but it's fine because I'm not, you know, I'm not breathing differently. But we don't understand that as the cup fills up over time. You know, oh, I got a new bed, but, you know, it doesn't, I don't feel sick. Of course you don't, because what, what these environmental chemicals do is they add a drop. They add just a little milliliter into our bucket every single day over time. So I think that's what I'm trying to put more stress on. And I actually uh, have decided to start working on a book for teaching people what environmental toxins are, um, where they're found, and then how to reduce them or ha- build a better office, build a better home for us and our kids. So, because there is a, I promise you, we, there's known carcinogens that do cause cancer that are present in our home, in our office. So without getting crazy, knowing how to optimize our environments, right? Cause we're not just, health isn't us, just oh, my body, but it's also our interactions with each other, as you talk about in community, yeah. but also our interactions with materials, right? In our, in our, in our, in our homes and in our offices. So yeah, That's it's, so, it's so on point. And you and I talked about that a bunch, actually, in the previous episode, so I'll, I'll mm-hmm. link to that in the show notes. But it's something I've been thinking about more now than ever because I, we're all bound to our homes, right? Mm-hmm. We're, now, we're now stuck in that environment. And what's interesting is but just before the self-isolation, after our last episode, I wound up actually con- uh, connecting with a guy uh, who's called the home doctor, and he basically comes and assesses the vitality of your home. So everything awesome. from EMF radiation to off-gassing of your carpet and furniture to potential mold exposure, a, a lot of the environmental variables that you and I have talked about, water quality, etc. Um, and I think it's going to become one of the real emergent fields. And like you and I talked about before, like there's just not enough people focusing on it because 
it's like just as we are tr- profoundly as we're seeing connected to mother nature we are profoundly connected to that environment which we are surrounded with all the time it, and and as with the microcosm so the macrocosm and so like the health mm-hmm. of, of both are integral so very grateful uh, and can't wait to hear more about that. I'll link yeah, to the stuff we talked about last time because we did go fairly deep on the environmentals, but this probably won't be the last conversation we ever have. And, no, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I don't believe that would be. Let, no. give, me another, give me another week. I'll be back. <laughs> I love it. I love I'm it. I'm the resident. I love it. You are the resident doctor. You're probably going to be my – I have a feeling you're going to be my go-to more than anyone else. So, uh, yeah, I, I, Hey, listen, I love it, man. You know, if, you know, I stopped seeing patients one-on-one because I love teaching so much. Yeah, you're so, good. You know, that's what that's been my passion. So if I could do it through podcasts, through TV, through blogs, whatever outlet. So I'm glad that you have such a good, uh, strong, 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 educated audience that when I come here, I got to be on my game. Yeah, that's it, baby. I'm not talking on some, you know, mabby pamby network. I'm, I'm over here. <laughs> that's I'm over it. Here. We got some biohackers. Listening. We got some so peak minds. Yeah, that's I it. I need to come peak. Yeah, we got the best of the best here. So I'm glad, man. Thanks for bringing me on. Thanks, Dr. G. Much love to you, brother. All right, man. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with the one and only Dr. G. I I love talking with him, and I think he'll be a pretty regular contributor on the show. Um, he's becoming a, a very good friend. He's helping me a great deal with my own health, and uh, I just think he brings a multitude of knowledge, and the feedback from you guys has been phenomenal. So I always want to double down on what works and what you guys are appreciating. With that, if you guys are appreciating the content, uh, please go ahead, subscribe to the newsletter at peakvine.org. Uh, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're if you're vibing with it, it means the world to me. If you have any constructive feedback, that's also welcome as well. Hit me up directly at peakmind on, um, on Instagram, peak underscore mind, or at Michael Trainer on Instagram. Always willing to take feedback. Um, and I just am so grateful for you guys. I know we're amidst a challenging time, and community is more important now than ever. And while we're social distancing and we can't necessarily reach out, I still think we can feel very, very connected um, through, you know, things like podcasts, FaceTiming your parents, you know, having virtual dinner parties. There's lots of ways we can be creative and still maintain that that sort of inherent need for social connection. So whatever you're doing, I hope you are inspired and uh, and healthy and looking at uh, this time as an ideal time to really assess kind of what you're up to and uh, what you want to create in the years ahead. I think it's a really beautiful time to rest and reflect. So with that, it's my great pleasure to continue to bring this show to you and to continue to make it better and better and get great guests. I've got some great ones coming up. Can't wait to share. Um, And please take care of yourselves and go out there and live your inspired life.